Hi everyone, I'm Sissy Mary Elizabeth from the of the Word community and I'd like to welcome all of you there joining us this Thursday, February 17th. Today the church celebrates the seven holy founders of the Servite Order. One of the earliest orders of mendicants, religious communities who rely solely on charity for support, the, the Order of Servites was founded in 1240. Between 1225 and 1227, seven young men from the city of Florence joined the Fraternity of the Blessed Virgin, whose members were popularly known as the Praisers. Inspired by visions of Our Lady, they decided to dedicate themselves to live of prayer, to lives of prayer and service. In time, they attracted so many visitors that they dedicate that they decided to withdraw to a deserted mountain where they built a church and hermitage, living a life of extreme austerity. Their bishop prevailed upon them to adopt a rule and accept recruits. This was a, this was followed by another vision of Our Lady in April thirteenth, twelve forty and the change of name to Servants of Mary or Servites. The new order grew quickly. One of the early recruits was Peregrine Laziosi, new patron saint of persons with serious Ill illness. Of this original seven, all but one became priests. Only the lay brother, only lay brother who lived to be 110 years old saw the order fully recognized in 1304. What a beautiful story about this congregation and those saints, the seven holy founders of the Servite Order. And for the readings of today, we will continue the reading of the letter of St. James. So St. James chapter 2 verses 1 to 9. The responsorial psalm is Psalm 34 and the gospel is from St. Mark. Chapter 8, verses 27 to 33. My brothers and sisters, do you, with your acts of favoritism, really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes come into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, and if you take notice of the one wearing the fine clothes and say, Have a seat here, please. While the one who is poor you say, Stand there or sit at my feet. Have you not made distinction among yourselves and, and became judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters. Has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith? and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. It is not the rich who oppress you. It is not they who drag you into court. It is not they who, blas who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you. You do well if you really Fulfill the royal law according to this scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. St. James brings us a very interesting topic today. He's talking about an assembly, a church gathered together. And if we make distinction between the rich and the poor, we are committing sin. It's as clear as that. And we can also say not only poor and rich, but if we make any distinction between our brothers and sisters, we are sinning. We are all one. We are all the same before the eyes of our Lord and Father. We are all one people and one church. Doesn't matter if some has more means than others. We are all one. We are all the same. And we should not make distinction to, about anyone. We should not look at others with partiality, as St. James says. We need to treat each other as one, as one body gathered under the name of Jesus. And once again, if there is any partiality in our hearts about a brother or sisters, it is sin. We are sinning against the body of Christ. When we are gathered as church, we, are, we all together, we are one body and Christ is the head. So we are saying to our dude. We are saying to Christ that his body is wrong, that there is a part of his body that it is not right. And this is not true. So it is a good, a good uh, reading and moment that we can make an examination of conscience and see if there are people that we make distinction. And we look at them saying, oh, they are not worthy of this or that, what they're doing here or things like that. We are not called to do it. We are one body in Christ. The responsorial psalm, Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, His praise ever on my lips. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He answered me. He delivered me from my fears. Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord, and was saved from every trouble. The psalmist recognizes that he is poor. He says, this poor soul was heard by the Lord. The Lord hears the poor. The Lord hears those who, who do not have much to live but not only in a financial way, but in, in, in a spiritual way too, when we recognize that we are nothing, that we are only what the Lord wants us to be, and He hears our prayers. In the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 8, verses 27 to 30 says, Jesus went with His disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way He asked His disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptists, and others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. Jesus asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell 
anyone about him. Then Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Interesting scene in the gospel today. Jesus knew what people were saying about him, what people were saying about who he was, but he went to ask his disciples. So, who do people say that I am? And they said, well, some says you are John the Baptist or Elijah or a prophet that is back here for us. Jesus, well, but who do you say that I am? You who are with me always, who do you say that I am? This question is very important to our spiritual life. Who is Jesus to us? It might sound silly, this question, saying, what are you talking about, sister? Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is, we know who Jesus is. But it's not this question that we should say with our mouths, but it's a question that comes from our heart. Who is Jesus to me personally? Is he my love? Is he my Lord? Is he my Savior? Who's Jesus to me? This question is not for the crowd. This question is not, oh, who do people say that Jesus is? But to, to you, in your spiritual prayer, in your daily life, who is Jesus to you? If you say that Jesus is Lord, we need to understand the meaning of the name Lord. You are a slave, but a slave of a God. You are the one who has your life directed by Him. A Lord directs the life of His servants, of His slaves. If you say that He is your Savior, you need to let Him save you every day, not try to save you yourself. Let Jesus save you if He is your Savior, if you say that He's your Savior. So, we can see that the name we give Jesus is very important to us. Who do you say that Jesus is in your life for you? And Jesus said, you are the and Peter said, you are the Messiah. And Jesus asked them to not tell anyone, for, to do not influence what the people were thinking. But he wanted people to have a personal experience with him. And then Jesus explained that, yes, the Messiah will die and will die in a way that no one is expecting. Peter said, Lord, far it be from you. It will not happen to you. And how does Jesus call Peter? Satan. Get behind me, Satan. What does that mean? Is that the enemy, the opposer, Get behind me. Anyone who opposes God's plan needs to go behind Jesus. And many times we are opposed to God's plan. We oppose to God's plan. We say, I don't want to obey it. That's not what is supposed to be happening. And when we do that, Jesus says the same to us. Get behind me. 
you don't understand. You are have you have your mind settled on earthly things. And we need to have our mind settled in heavenly and divine things. Only with the divine understanding of things we will we will accept what is going on around us. We will accept suffering. We will accept contradictions. Only with minds set in divine realities and to set our minds in divine realities we need to recognize and to know whom Jesus is to us and to put him in the first place to say that he is our Lord he's our Savior he's our Redeemer he is the one who knows what is best for us may the Lord bless us today and may the meditation of his sacred scriptures show us that he is the Savior of our lives. Amen.